and 2000 UTC. Stand up! Stand up! Stand up! Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America! Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners, and happy Friday. This is VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the March 11th edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. This evening, we continue our special coverage of the Men's Basketball Africa League, or BALL, in Dakar, Senegal. The league tipped off its second season on March 5th at the Dakar Arena. In April, the ball moves to Cairo, Egypt, where it will hold more games. And in May, the league will stage its playoffs and final in Kigali, Rwanda. Joining me now for a ball roundtable discussion is my VOA colleague, Jackson Vunganyi. Jackson, welcome. Thank you so much, Sonny. How are you? How are you doing today? Loving the excitement coming from Dakar, Jackson. Absolutely. I've been watching the games, watching the matches. I loved being on with you a couple of, a couple of days ago. Uh, and, you know, looking forward to this today. Excitement in Dakar on Wednesday. A.S. Saleh from Morocco recorded its first victory. Jackson, tell us a little bit about it that. It was about Saleh played uh, uh, Ferroviario de Bier of Mozambique. Remember that uh, Saleh struggled in their first game against Rwanda. Uh, Saleh is one of the, f- uh, I think there are five uh, teams that are coming back, uh, making their return to this uh, second edition of the Basketball Africa League. And in their first game, they struggled. They lost uh, to the Rwanda Energy Group, REG, uh, which is a newcomer. Uh, for, uh, for those of you who have not uh, been following REG, made it after beating uh, the Patriots that uh, represented Rwanda last year. Saleh did well. Stoglin was the man of the match, uh, making good buckets. You could tell that uh, their coach, Mills, probably spoke to the team uh, after that uh, loss to Rwanda. Uh, she's known to, to get her players to watch the tap, and uh, I, I think she changed a little bit of strategy. They came into this uh, game with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, and they did really well. Uh, In fact, I think after their victory on Wednesday, uh, she said, uh, Happy International Women's Day. Absolutely. She's <laughs> representing, uh, I think, the only woman... Uh, uh, coach at the Basketball Africa League. Not the only woman uh, coach in Africa, but uh, obviously this is a very big platform and uh, for her to be celebrating International Women's Day, coaching at a, this uh, uh, big tournament and getting that win and uh, happy International Women's uh, Month. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, son, have you been enjoying the games? I have. I, I've, uh, I, I think they've been very competitive uh, lots, lots of these games are going right down to the wire, Jackson. Right, absolutely, and uh, you know some some really thrilling finishes. Uh, you know, dunks, you, everything. You can tell that this uh, this this year's uh, Basketball Africa League is a little different from last time, uh, from last year's. Obviously, you know, different conditions from last year's. They were last year they were in a bit, in a bit of in a bubble because of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, this year, the energy feels a little different. The plays the players. Uh, uh, I feel more energized, and uh, I'm, I'm really loving watching the games. Well, Jackson, let's go to our guests in Dakar, Senegal. 
We have Frank Triore, and Frank is head of operations for NBA Africa, as well as Lamine Savane, head of league operations at the Basketball Africa League. Frank, uh, we'll start with you. First off, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Well, Frank, I know uh, ahead of this second season of ball, nice program that uh, was inaugurated called Ball Elevate, in which 12 young men uh, from the NBA Academy Africa program uh, were assigned to the 12 BAL teams. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about this Ball Elevate program? The BAL Elevate program, uh, you know, it's a program that provides an opportunity uh, for the next generation of African elite talent um, to participate in the BAL. Uh, we, we saw it that, you know, such a platform, uh, you know, should be able to give, um, you know, a chance to our players to showcase their talent. As you know, um, in Africa, specifically Sali, uh, Senegal, we have the academy in place. Uh, the players are practicing every day. They're working really hard. Um, and, and, and from time to time, we travel, um, you know, the globe to compete against the best. But mm. we feel like it's extremely important to have a platform on the continent as part of our you know, strategy. We need to, to go the entire ecosystem. We need to be able to, to set up, um, you know, competition on the continent. And the DAL being the premier competition on the continent, uh, you know, we, we thought that it's extremely important for, for the kids to, to play in there. And we're very proud of them. They're very capable. Um, uh, we like the attitude. Uh, we like the energy they brought in. Every time they went on the floor, they gave the best. They're able to learn uh, from some of the best on the continent. Uh, some of the professional players are mentoring them. Uh, we feel like you know, for, for this year, it's a great initiative, and it will continue to grow. Uh, Mr. Traore and Mr. Savan, uh, this is Jackson. Thank you so much uh, for both of you joining us. Uh, you're in Dakar. Uh, this is the second edition of Basketball Africa League. I wanted to ask you, uh, what does it take to pull off an operation of this nature? You know, this is much more expanded than last year's in Kigali. What does it take? I, I guess I will, I will probably take that one. Uh, first, thanks for having me uh, alongside my colleague Frank on the program. Uh, what does it take is a lot of planning. It's a lot of organization from the logistics point of view, from just the basketball operation in effect point of view. Uh, but in first and foremost, it takes obviously the commitment of the VG to make it happen with our, our strategic partner, which is FIBA. Uh, and then it takes getting the teams on board under some difficult conditions, we have to say, because the pandemic has hit economically very hard, obviously, the continent, just like anywhere else in the world. Uh, and it took a lot of the commitment from the president of the club to not find, not only find the funding, because the players uh, prepare them properly. As we mentioned earlier, we've seen some really competitive games that are we, we are really happy about, because at the end of the day, it starts and ends with what we can put together on the basketball court. So really quite happy so far how it's how it's going to be the first stop of three in season two, and we're looking forward to, to doing even more uh, by the time we get to Cairo and, and ultimately to Kigali for the players on the time. 
Lamine Savane is the head of league operations at Basketball Africa League. Uh, thank you for those comments, Lamine. Frank Traore, we'll come back to you now, uh, head of operations for NBA Africa. Getting back to that ball elevate program, Frank, uh, I guess I was expecting some of these young players to maybe kind of sit on the bench and bide their time, but uh, some of them have really been just thrown right out there uh in particular, Mbaye for uh, the Seydoux Legacy uh, team from Conakry, Guinea. Very impressive. Uh, c- can you make some general general comments about Mbaye and, and maybe uh, some of these other young players in the Ball Elevate mm-hmm. program? Our players are capable. Those are some of the best um, young, available prospects on the continent. And we believe that they, they have the capability uh, to actually play at the highest level possible in some cases. So if you take Baba Kasame, who played for, for Duke, what you, know, you can see he actually produced, you know, he played at the high, at the high level. He understand the game. He has a great body control. And he's still a teenager. So he has room to grow there. So we're very proud of him. So now we also appreciate coaching to understand what we're trying to achieve here because some coaches actually believe in the program and they understand the need to actually um, develop um, future uh, generation of, 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 of potential BEL superstars. And, 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 and by giving them the chance, the chance to go on the court, you know, it shows what they can do. So if you talk about by Asadi, he's doing very well. He's a great point guard. We know that he is, again, very talented and, and, and is capable of defending or playing uh, you know, against some of the best on the continent. Again, we thank the coach again for giving him a chance. So we have actually other players that are extremely high-level bigs. I'm talking, for example, about Ruben, who plays for... Well, for for uh, 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 for Mozambique, um, and still yet to, to to have a chance, but we're still proud of him because sitting on the uh, outside and watching, he's cheering for the team. He showed great attitude, and we even have scouts, you know, from global scouts that that that, that came to us about him. You know, very very impressed with the way he. He carry himself on the bench, even though he's not playing, because he understands why he's there. He's there to learn. He's there to 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 to, to make the most of it. So we're very very proud of our kids. I think uh, they'll surprise more, uh, and I'm looking forward for for the night conference in Cairo, uh, where many more of our young players will have a chance to showcase. Frank Traore is head of operations for NBA Africa. Also joining us on the sunny side of sports is Lamine Savane, head of league operations at Basketball Africa League. Lamine and Frank are both in Dakar, Senegal for the second season of ball. And also joining us on the sunny side of sports is my VOA colleague, Jackson Vunganyi. Keep it locked right here on The Voice of America. We'll be right back. 
The Basketball Africa League is back. Voice of America joins the forces with Africa's Premier Men's Basketball League to bring you the second season of the BAL. 38 games, 12 teams leaving it all on the court in Senegal, Egypt and Rwanda to determine the 2022 season champion. Tune in to VOA 24-7 FMs and to our radio and TV affiliates for some action. Pre-game, play-by-play, post-game, daily highlights, delivered by our finest commentators. Basketball Africa League 2022 on Voice of America. May the best team win. I'm VOA Sonny Young, and you're listening to a special Basketball Africa League edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. I'm joined by one of my VOA colleagues. I'm Jackson Vunganyi. I'm with uh, Sonny Young, the great Sonny Young here in our studio. <laughs> Thank you, Jackson. Uh, on, uh, on the show, our guests, uh, Mr. Frank Traore and Mr. Savan, both of them are in operations. Now, both of you gentlemen are in operations. It's so nice to actually talk to people who are behind the scenes, people doing the magic. You know, we get to see the f- things at the front, but, you know, the, when, when you talk to somebody from behind, I, I had this question uh, when... This opened, I thought I was going to see more people in the stands. Uh, 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 are you operating under the same protocols as last year's uh, Basketball Africa League in Kigali? Uh, I think I, I would say that uh, we're not working under the same protocol as last year. Last year, not only we operated in a bubble in terms of uh, the players and the staff and the delegations that came, but there was limitations in terms of um, uh, public attendance from the local authorities. Here in Senegal, there are no, <coughs> there are no limits in terms of uh, the public attendance, but the reality is, is that um, the stadium is relatively far out of town. And uh, even though recently the Senegalese government inaugurated a, a, a fast train, a, a, uh, a, a, well, it is a fast train that, that goes from uh, the city center all the way to the um, to the to the surrounding areas of, of town. It's been, it's been a bit of a challenge for for a lot of people to get out there if they don't have cars themselves. So also playing during the week is, is a bit of a challenge. But uh, so far, when the home team is playing, you know people are coming. Of course, when it's on the weekend, as we saw Saturday, uh, you know even more people show. Um, and, you know, we understand this is a new program at the end of the day, and we have to build our way up into uh, a situation where our ticket is the hardest thing in town. Uh, and we're working very hard for them. This is where the DLLV program as a team and the competitive nature of, of the games that we've seen so far is going to help us get to that point. Mr. Traoli, we were talking earlier about uh, Coach Mills. Uh, this is, you know, International Women's Month. Uh, International Women's Day was uh, this Wednesday. Uh, what does it mean to have uh, a female coach in this new young league? It means a lot for, for, for not only for the league but for the continent. Um, again, you know, you cannot develop uh, a golden game of basketball on the continent by by. by you know, forgetting 50% of the population, as you know. So we're definitely making a big push to encourage more ladies 
head of operations for NBA Africa. Also, we're joined by Lamine Savane, head of league operations at Basketball Africa League. Gentlemen, please stand by. Sporty greetings. This is Masai Ujiri, the president of Toronto Raptors Basketball, president of Giants of Africa Foundation. You are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. This is the voice of America. Washington, D.C. I'm Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to a special Basketball Africa League edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. I'm joined on Friday's show by my VOA colleague, Jackson Vunganyi. Jackson has been spinning the basketball here in the studio also joining us is Frank Triore, head of operations for NBA Africa, and Lamine Savane, head of league operations at Basketball Africa League. Lamine, let's go to you. Do you think the games that we've seen so far this week have been more competitive than, say, the inaugural season of the Basketball Africa League. I have to agree with that up to, based on what we've seen so far. And, and in a way, it does not surprise me because I've been dealing with the team president and their staff the past four to five months, if not six. And I've seen the level of engagement and each team is really into this DL. Uh, they understand the opportunity it is for them as a club. They understand the opportunity it is for the players to have such a platform offered to them on the continent. Because uh, I think it's extremely important to remind people. The biggest challenge for African players in the past probably 20 to 30 years is that if you're good enough and you're on the African continent, you have to go outside of the continent to really prove how good you are. Uh, and that meant limited opportunities. Either you went to the U.S. to college, which you will play and, and have no problem and play and do quite well, but then when it came time to turn into a professional player, this is where the challenge will be. 
Mm. It's because we carry the passport from the African continent, which made it difficult, for example, to be hired by professional teams generally in Europe or in Latin America or even in the Middle East who could pay and have a, you know, like a solid professional league. So you always became kind of second to the American players, for example, that could just get up the money the visa, would cross the ocean, find the deal and play and perform. Um, so now by doing this, we're now providing a platform not only to any basketball player in the world, but we're specifically providing an opportunity for high-level African basketball players to be at home and perform at home. Mm. Uh, I think that's, that's a critical part because it tells a different story. We are in the literary business of providing opportunities and potentially developing and showcasing heroes. And this is where, again, the DL Elevate program comes into play. Because now all of a sudden, some of these players, you mentioned Talia Bay, you mentioned Bubakar Sane and some of the others that you will see. Uh, I, I mean, our wish and dream is that maybe in about five years from now, they're playing in the NBA, and their first professional experience would have been the DL. And that would be a pretty cool story to tell. Right, absolutely. And Sonny, it would be nice, actually, when we, you know, a couple of years down the road, when we see some of these young fellas playing in the NBA uh, and, and, you know, being competitive on such a, a, big, a bigger platform. But I wanted to ask you guys, uh, uh, you know, either Frank or Lamine could, uh, you know, come in. We've seen so many... Uh, players play, that have played in, will continue to play in foreign leagues uh, that are playing in this year. Uh, we, we have not, uh, obviously, we, we, we had a, a, as a high-profile player as a hip-hop artist, Jay Cole, this year round. <laughs> but there are as many equally exciting players that are play for external leagues, uh, whether in Europe or here in, in America. What, what do these uh, players bring to the league, to the tournament, especially for these young guys? I witnessed something a couple of days ago at the practice of Aysale from Morocco. Uh, they have, we have a young man from the DL Elevate, Nasir Dennis, um, who's in that team. And as they were going to practice and eventually getting into the shoot-around, uh, he was pairing up with Aruna, who's from Niger, who has experience playing basketball not only in the U.S. and college, but has played in season one of the DL as well as in other leagues. And all of a sudden, it literally was like the moment for me. Like he's an intern going into an office and learning the tricks of the trade. Mm. Uh, and I think that's like an unbelievable situation. He put both the, the, the young player as well as the experienced player in a position of paying forward, right? We talk about that all the time. Uh, I'm sure Aruna would have loved for somebody to have done the same thing for him when he was Venice's uh, 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 age. So I think at the end of the day, uh, it is a basketball game. We want to be a platform for any high-level basketball player to have a chance to come play. The better they are, the better off we will be in terms of developing the game on the continent, providing uh, getting this game much closer to the young men and women that are playing this game on the continent to feel the game, and then for us to provide a path with initiatives like obviously the NBA Academy, and I'm sure Frank can, can, can jump on that. Um, because it's about that. It's about the opportunity, and it's about creating a clear pathway for these young people uh, to engage and, and have a, a shot at, at making it as, as, as best as, you know, as hard as they can. Lamine Savane is the head of league operations at the Basketball Africa League. 
We're also joined by Frank Triore, head of operations for NBA Africa. I'm VOA Sonny Young, and I'm joined here in studio by my VOA colleague, Jackson Vungani. Frank, I'll follow Lamine's tip. Maybe give us some details about the NBA Academy and its uh, role in developing uh, these young African basketball players. Yeah, the, the, the NBA Academy is a um, you know elite uh, program for, for for young men and women. Actually, at the moment, we have a, an academy in, in, in Senegal, and we're working to expand because we have so many young talented. Because they're extremely important, you can't just have elite academy as such. 
we need to build the entire ecosystem to make sure players right. have a, a pathway. On the show today, we had Mr. Frank Traore and uh, Mr. Lamin Savane. Both of them are in operations with the Basketball Africa League and the NBA Africa. Uh, thank you very much, gentlemen, for joining us today on the show. Thank you for having us. And, Sunny, we're coming to the end. Thank we you have. Uh, yeah, th- thank, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, have thank a good rest of the tournament. We'll be watching. Sunny, so I wanted to ask you, um, after watching a couple of these matches, who do you think has an edge? Uh, uh, just give us a little forecast of some of the teams that you think might win uh, this Sahara Conference before we get into the Nile Conference. You know, I think Rwanda Energy Group uh, seems to be uh, picking up confidence with, with every victory. Excellent coach in Robert Pack, the American. And I was really impressed with uh, they, they've pulled out really two close victories but I think Pac's influence, especially uh, their in most th- recent In those victory. last minutes, in those yeah. last minutes, you like can he see. Called, he yeah. called a timeout yeah. before uh, that game-winning shot. And I, and I think that's where coaching really that's makes a difference. That's where the difference, absolutely. Drawing up the plays <laughs> yeah. on the clipboard and, you know, where to cut, who to throw the ball to. That's where it makes a big difference. You could difference. tell that he designed that last play very beautifully. <sighs> Thanks, Jackson. That's my VOA colleague, Jackson Vunganyi. Basketball Africa League edition of the show. Have a good weekend, everyone. And that's the sunny side of sports. I get it.